When you do a podcast, you've got to have a song where someone sings the title. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? The world is kind of scary when things don't go the right way. So listen to this podcast and it will probably be okay. Probably no guarantees. Hello and welcome to What Could Go Wrong, the best slash worst thing that could ever happen to Warriors. I'm Jeff from Happy Valley. I'm joined by Chrissy, veteran, escapee, survivor of Murderville, Idaho. How's it going? Also, here's Jeremiah, who clawed his way out of his hometown, the Coffin, California. That's me. No matter how bad you think things are, these two think they could get worse. Uh, I thought we should talk about tours, because I like going on tours. I like going on guided tours where people tell me things that I don't know about places. Uh... I always like going to old downtown cores, getting to see what maybe used to be the hippin' and hoppin' in place of a town. Yeah, those can be really cool. Um, like, I really like, like, you know, the ones where where people have taken tours, like, something really horrible and created tourism around it, like Jack the Ripper. <laughs> you go to London, you can just go on, like, a nice little tour of all of the places where where people died horrific deaths and someone tell you all about it and tell you all about their deaths and show you pictures just we're not upsetting the dead or you know causing any sort of friction in the beyond at all really i feel like you're empowering the dead at that point in time yeah i i don't know you know i have mixed feelings about empowering the dead in this situation cuz well i think that giving the dead stories power is perhaps a good thing in giving the victims like their own stories and their names back that's great but also like i don't know if i want the dead to feel empowered in the way that maybe they are mad and come back and hurt people empowering the dead is how you get frankenstein yeah they put a lot of power into that corpse dead person came back to life and caused all sorts of havoc did the monster cause that much havoc i thought it was all the villagers freaking out to the monster i mean it was also the the monsters freaking out to the villagers freaking out because the monster had not been given a proper introduction into the world or love by its creator it's just it's so sad i mean frankenstein was not a benevolent god no no definitely i think in the in the city core of Vienna, too. So you could probably go on a city tour of Vienna and see all the... Oh, God, was it Vienna? Hi, if you're fact-checking what can go wrong tonight, just put in whatever the right name for the city where Dr. Frankenstein did his business. That downtown core probably still has all that medical equipment from the university used to animate corpses because universities never throw anything away. I mean, I know Vienna does have a royal crypt that you can go on tour through and see a bunch of old royal uh, sarcophagi, which are pretty cool. I just think that this is the really interesting thing about, like, city tours, is that they're, uh, most of them seem to be structured around the dead in some way. It's not generally like, here's the cool stuff. I Unless you go to a really young city... Like, where not a lot has happened. The tour tends to be either around some sort of horrific event from the past, or the people who are now dead 
who are you you're visiting like the catacombs or you know the the sarcophagi or that kind of thing well the living have to keep the barrier strong and if you give tours of it keep that uh wall up between life and death yeah and you definitely want to keep the knowledge up because if knowledge goes away over these things then that's when you know things can rise up to remind us that they existed as long as we keep telling their stories they're generally fairly content to stay entombed so i mean there's a reason we put up walls around graveyards oh for sure all right pyramids talking about giant uh sarcophagi let's talk about pyramid tours that is pretty interesting okay you can tour the pyramids totes well that seems great i think you have to go on super special tours to go in them but you definitely get to go all around them <laughs> and you have to go on the super super special tours to go in and then come back out that <laughs> yeah costs that, extra. That, that that too because See, I've watched a lot of movies that I'm going to assume are factual representations of the pyramids. Of course, of course. And movies, always good, solid info to go off of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I feel like if they're the, just like a nice little tour through the pyramids, the wrong person could perhaps take advantage of, you know, the, say, Book of the Dead seems to be a big one. Uh, and start raising up giant armies of, you know, creatures from the beyond. And it's scarabs for some reason. There's always just a bunch of scarabs. And, uh, you know, should the wrong person get that kind of power, it could be really devastating. And also, um, I'm going to need to just take a quick second, Jeremiah, so if you could take over, because I need to look up tickets to Egypt real fast. Just Okay. Yeah, another complication is they just discovered some new secret cavities within the pyramids, at least the Great Pyramid of Giza, you know, the one that matters, using muography, and that currently doesn't have a way to get into that chamber, and because of the rules about destructive archaeology and how that's not really how people should do anything anymore because you know it's destructive there are no current plans to go in and find out what the heck is in that secret hidden room and once chrissy gets back then we can just not tell her about that secret hidden room she'll never know about it and then whatever horrible world-ending apocalypse machine is in there will be safe did i hear horrible world-ending apocalypse machine uh no i believe he was sneezing oh well Bless you. Sorry, allergies. They're very strong at this time of year in the winter. Yeah. I'm glad the rains have showed up. Either way, let's talk about ruins, because everyone loves going to ruins when you're in an old city. You know, that just part of town that's just kind of run down. Boy, do people love talking about what used to be there. Yeah, Um. this is actually, you know, a thing right now that I really like to do when people come visit me because the the cityscape is currently changing really rapidly so you know what used to be places and is now something new is, is happening really quickly which is mostly like hey there used to be parking and that was a parking lot and now it's a hotel so I do like talking about things that used to be there that are no longer there 
Chrissy, Avi, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but previously, when I visited the scenic capital of Idaho, Boise Town, there was a a large hole in the downtown referred to as the hole. It's the hole, yeah. It's now the tallest building in Idaho. So. So they did they did put something on top of the hole. Uh-huh. Do they call that building the whole building? They don't call it the whole building, but there is if you go inside that building, there's like a big timeline on one of the walls that talks a lot about the history of the hole and how it was a hole for a really long time with just like dangerous amounts of rebar sticking out everywhere and that now it's a building. So we miss our hole. Like we have to we have to keep its memory alive. I'm I'm glad that there is that dedication to preserving the whole story. <laughs> it's very important. It is. And I think that's why people care about like things like ruins because I mean, here we just tend to build on top of our ruins. We're like, oh, this was a thing. Now we're going to put something else new there. And I think that's a shame because you just lose so much. You lose so much history and so much of the flavor of what a place used to be when you do that. Whereas you can go other places where they're like, no, you can't touch any of the old stuff. It's just going to stay here forever. It's going to slowly deteriorate over time like it should. And... People are going to come stare at it in wonder and in awe because there's no old stuff where they come from. And then they're going to go home and be devastated by the fact that there's no old stuff where they're from. Good news. In the Pacific Northwest, we have many places just like what you described. We call them ghost towns. Let's talk about those. Yeah, no. We didn't. mm -mm. It's just a bad idea. It's a wonderful idea. You go on tours in ghost towns, and you could even go on your own tours because people will sell you maps that tell you how to go down these old, barely used roads, which may or may not be gravel and may or may not be roads, uh, to go find these ghost towns that you can meander through and make your own memories. I lived pretty close to a ghost town, actually, when I was growing up in the murder woods. Here's the thing about the ghost towns is that they're not always empty. <laughs> and sometimes people are like holed up in the cabins. And if you get too close to the cabins, you start seeing things like guns coming through the windows. So personally, I like to stay where the people are and away from the ghost towns where the people who don't want to be found have gone. So it's like the Wild West has come back to life in these ghost towns. It's like it never left. That's weird. I, being me and problems in my brain, think of ghost towns more as, like, warning signs about capitalism. And there isn't... The, what can go wrong with them is that you don't pay attention to what they say about rampant extraction of materials and the, the jettisoning of the people that did the work to make other people rich. Oh yeah, no, that is an excellent point because that's, these places exist because at one point there was a need for a civilization to pop up in an area. And to the extent that, you know, we have entire cities, hotels, you know, uh, stores, 
different things that, that come. And then one day everybody just leaves because the area has lost all value because they've stripped it of everything of value and moved on. And, you know, any economy that was there before is just kind of left in the dust. And that's the future of, of every capitalist society, really. I thought we were just supposed to change with the times and, you know, be open to new ideas. Yeah, but that's not what's really happening there. Well, they certainly are still there to remind us, and you too can visit. Yay. Alright, let's close real quick with uh, museum tours. Everyone loves to go on a museum tour. I like to go on museum tours with people that know nothing about the museum. So, like, I'm really a fan of going to a place with like a friend where neither of us are really familiar with the museum that we're going through or the works of art. And then just like making up our own like history for the items and things that are, that are present in the museum, especially like mm -hmm. small local museums. I think that that's really fun. The, the problem with that is that if people overhear you mocking their precious history, they don't love it. I mean, like, you're not mocking so much as inventing, but it doesn't always come across as great. So you have to be really careful that you're not overheard. Also, could you even imagine, like, if there were little kids listening to your fake tour of a museum and then, like, they just absorb that information because they're like, oh, an adult once said this about this thing I saw. And then for the rest of their life, they just assume that you were telling the truth. They, like, flunk out of college because of you? Ugh. I do enjoy <laughs> embellishing words every once in a while, and I did have a whole group of tourists thinking that chameleons were called chameleons, <laughs> uh, which lasted long enough for them to get excited about the word and for someone to crush their hopes. Man, I, I can't help but feel like Chrissy's predilection for fanciful tour-giving is almost the taunting the the spirits that were mentioned before about being placated with their stories and those stories having to be told and kept so that the spirits are at bay. Like, one of these days, Chris, I am scared now for your life that you will be in some tiny quaint museum and the local pirate king will come out of the ground and drag you under because you were making fun of his wife's hat in this 1850s picture or something. Here's the thing, though. If you want to harness the energy of the spirits, you have to get them a little riled. So. Oh, no. Well, that's all the time we have for tonight. Chrissy and Jeremiah, please give our audience your fond farewells. Uh, I, I hope that you all enjoy a tour somewhere awesome soon. And if you happen to see some sort of doomsday device hiding out in a pyramid somewhere, if you could just let me know where that is, that would be, that'd be great. Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> Double, please don't. Just, if you've got a doomsday device, keep it to yourself. I won't say don't use it, because lordy, things are rough right now. But, you know, don't lease out your doomsday device for others' purposes when you might have a perfectly valid reason to use it on your own. Well, uh, you've heard very well tonight about uh, different necromantic rituals. Let's go with don't do it. Uh, and let the dead rest. Thanks for listening. Good night.